Well, hello again. You are very welcome to Heartlines. This is Shane. And if you've been listening in from the start, thanks. And if you're new, you're very welcome. Now, this week, I have another very special guest for this episode 63. I'm back in Dublin on the north side. And the focus is on fashion and clothing. And my guest is waiting patiently. The founder of Dublin clothing brand, you fruit junk. My apologies, Sinead Fru. Welcome to the show, Sinead. Welcome to the show, Sinead. How are you doing? Thanks, Sinead. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Thanks uh, for having me. Uh, no worries. It's, it's fruit junk, isn't it? Yeah, fruit yeah, junk. Yeah, I know, I know. Is it, like, where did you come to name? Is it a play on words on your second name sort of thing? Yeah, well, it's Sinead through, um, but mm. I have I've added an umlaut to it because it kind of looks like a smiley face then over the U, yeah. and um, junk because I want to use like recycled materials when I can, yeah. um, and it was actually my dad's SoundCloud name like years ago, his very first SoundCloud that he did. So I said it to him like, can I like can I use it as a name? And he's like, oh yeah, like absolutely, continue on for something that people will see. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like it. It's cool. Well, the story of how, how we met, because normally, as I was saying before, how we met, it's true, Emmett, Emmett O'Brien, because, you know, it was his birthday. And I've never been to a birthday when it's like song and dance. Not song, you know, you go to a birthday and it's like an, an artist or a band, but like there was poetry and spoken word. It was delightful. It was yeah. delightful. And it was life, delightful to meet you as well. Yeah, it was brilliant. And your partner, Greg, was like, he's a real self-promoter. He's like, you should get Sinead on. She's got, oh, she's great, you know, she's got a brand and all this. And I was like, and I was like, I need a minute. I don't know. I don't know. Give us a minute. And then I, I just, I just liked your, your honesty and positivity and rawness. I was like, yeah, let, let's get her on for a chat. Cause like, I love to explore to get to know people. And now we're here. So where are you from Sinead? Um, I'm from Fibsborough. Um, yeah, like born and bred from Fibsborough. But I just wanted to say thanks for saying that about the, like that it come across as honest because it's what I really want to come across that mm. like, I think there should be, you know, people, especially if they're getting into business, like you need to be genuine because, yes. um, yeah, I just think it's really important. So thanks for saying that. No, no, you did. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm from Fibsborough, um, originally, and I moved back. I was living in Canada, um, just up to 2020 and I moved back just before the pandemic. So I'm still here. Um, but yeah, yeah this is where Free Junk was kind of founded and created from my bedroom during the pandemic. So, yeah. So I have a background in fashion buying. Um, mm. so when I was at school I definitely knew I wanted to work in fashion like since I'm small um, I just always loved clothes and even if I went into town my mom I'd always like be feeling the material and stuff like that so I always like knew I wanted to work in that industry but within I knew I wouldn't be a designer because well I didn't do art in school and I think I just instantly ruled that out I'm sure I actually could have been like buying was where I just knew I was I'd be working in the retail industry but working kind of more in the business side so I started winning buying um as soon as I left school really and I started off working in grocery buying for Dunsaurus so I started off like in the fresh food section just knew that I wanted to eventually get into fashion so um yeah I did like a part-time course in Portobello Institute in town um, to get into the fashion and merchandising side of it and from there I actually met my um, the visual manager for Brown Thomas was involved in that course and then she got me into uh, BTs but yeah like like that like that's exactly what I kind of wanted from the start but then from there I got transferred to Canada uh, just briefly and then um, came back and was still in uh, Brent Thomas and Ernest so like I've, I've done quite well uh, in the background of buying in Dublin so uh, I just want to I just knew I wanted to work for myself though and kind of do good things for the world because I just saw the amount of waste that is generated first in the grocery se sector and then also just with all the markdowns that are done in fashion like it was it used to really bother me how like cyclical it is and how mm. fast so 
I just wanted to try and do my own thing then as well. So when you're working on buying, okay, so, you know, um, fashion buying or whatever, you went over to Canada and worked for Brown Thomas over there. For the, the head buyer, is is there, is there a lot of pressure on that per- person because they're, they're, they're buying the next, you know, trend or the, you know, the summer line or spring line and like, how does that work with regards like fashion buying? Yeah, so it's actually, I suppose I was, I my background is mostly in luxury. So mm. it wouldn't be as fast as the, say a lot of the more high street fast fashion um, brands, they would bring out like off, often 52 release and um, new products every week really to get people to go keep going inside into the store um but I suppose I would be of the I would have been the assistant buyer level so it would have been a lot of pressure on yeah my manager really yeah. and just trying to stay like current and always up to date on trends and it's just it's, it's I suppose it's even more difficult now because trends and even now there's this thing called micro trends that exists that comes up from um like Instagram and TikTok yeah. And that's so trends just blow up overnight, but then they go just as fast. So like clothes can't really keep up with that. So mm. you're trying, you're, you're almost trying to stay, you're almost trying to stay, like have pieces that will be relevant all throughout the year rather than just like something that comes in and goes out just as quick. So yeah, it's difficult to try and get that balance. Yeah. But you have to be like, as you said, like you want to be authentic and you want to, you know, you're seeing what the fashion world and even like the, you know the grocery world there's a lot of waste so there has to be an, it has to be an element of um the fashion buyer picking something that's going to be authentically consistent all across the board not just about you know buying something that's going to be in trend on tiktok because tiktok is you know it's very, it's very fast moving like in the social media game like there's always always yeah. trends popping up there must be the fashion buyer must have a, a keen eye and what what works all the time otherwise it wouldn't be in that position i guess yeah definitely and you can kind of you'll kind of see it come down from the the runways like you know in London Fashion mm. Week and Paris Fashion Week and that you'll see it come down of what's going to be in like that trends are created like they're they're chosen before we even see them like yeah. they're chosen by like from two years before so you'll kind of see that coming down so you'll be you'll know like okay fringing is going to be uh, big for next year and then you'll see products being created with those elements in them and then you'll decide what to take on or, or buy for your store that customers might like. But you'll also know, you know, like what color might be trending. So mm. you'll try and marry those two together. Um, so, yeah, there won't be two. It wouldn't be too, something that you think definitely won't sell, but you'll just have a general idea of what the trend will be, like what a material will be in trend um, and that kind of thing. Like, you know, if it's suede or leather and that. So, yeah, yeah you kind of just keep your eye out for stuff that works across the board and you you keep you keep an eye on social media so that's very is, is that very impactful on 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 uh, brands these days or clothing brands yeah definitely like um sometimes it kind of overwhelms me a little bit because mm. there is just a lot of pressure that especially if you're an online brand and you're not established that's how people are connecting with you is your online presence and the story that you're telling so it's something that i'm going to definitely like work on getting better at this year because i suppose it it went in business that's very much the marketing side and mm. I'm not great at marketing myself but it's just like I'm gonna have to focus on that and just getting my story out more but it's definitely like you're the pressure to do um you know reels on Instagram and that kind of thing like that's the way it's gone now that people want video content yeah um to be able to connect so yeah there's a lot of power in it but it, it can be used for good as well so it's to make sure that you're getting your your platform out there to like educate people and and to share your story and yeah to show them that you're a genuine brand that's actually doing something that matters yeah no i think so um 
I think I'd say it'd be hard to find that balance because when I was speaking to you um, at that birthday party, when first connected, and I was like going, the P word came up, you know? Yeah, yeah. That, that, you know, the one we all go to, or I've been to, and I, because like I've no fashion sense person. There has to be an element of if you're going to be more uh, conscious of what, what you're wearing, there obviously a cost. So there must be, it must be a concern for you when you, you realize you're competing against these other fast moving um, fashion lines like pennies, stuff like that, that the cost must be a big concern, you know, because you yeah. you're building that brand, brand loyalty, you know? Well, the problem is like it's the consumption and then also the power like economies of scale mm. is just an issue is a big problem because these big companies are getting so much benefit from being able to buy products in such big quantities so they're getting things really cheap so then they can sell them cheap because their margins are still very good whereas small businesses and brands don't have that power of economy of scale so they're paying more for their raw materials um so you will naturally be paying a little bit more but you're making sure that the the actual um product is good quality as well so you know that you're getting what you like the quality for what you're paying for but you said the word conscious there and mm. um that it's one of it's one of my brand words um because it's homegrown conscious and bold are the three words that i picked and i just like conscious because you're trying to just show people that their mindset just has to it's not fully changed but just change like slightly that they're just making slightly better decisions when they are purchasing and that's not even to say like what I'm about to say probably people who are very like sustainability advocates might not like because I just think that if a person chooses to shop in Zara or goes to pennies or something like that and buys something that they know they'll wear and like they're not just planning on throwing it away because they're like oh no I'm sick of that outfit I don't really have a problem with that because people all have their own means of living nowadays like we're like everything's so expensive and it's going to get more expensive with the climate that we're living in mm. so it, like I don't think I'm I don't think I can tell people you shouldn't be living like that because who am I to say that it's just making more conscious decisions in your purchasing yeah and how does it work like I mean your studio where's your studio uh, at the moment it's in a garden room out my uh, back garden like you know one of the showmers so um mm. We got one of them built during the pandemic, but my dad, my dad's a musician. And um, so he wants to kind of set it up as a music room anyway for himself, like a little den, I kind of think. But um, yeah. basically I was starting to, I was getting up and running as well. And I was looking for a studio space or to maybe join some um, local like print studios. And then my dad just said, look, use that room um, and get yourself set up. Yeah. And it's great because I was able to go out and practice, like, because I've done screen printing before, I've done a good few courses, but I'm able to go out there and just be on my own doing it and figuring stuff out and making the mistakes. And then, you know, like just having that space on my own. So it's really great to kind of just have that little place to go to. Yeah, no, it helps. And it helps having a, a creative parent who 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 will who, who's not just saying go on just get a, a, a job like in in the corporate world and 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 you know and and and, and live their dreams not live your dream you know what i mean yeah definitely absolutely because he, he saw that from the start very much so um like he said no if, if Sinead wants to do this she really needs to to give it a go so but my parents have always been like really supportive and you know like it's good because i have the experience in fashion buying but also it's just to have another outlet of even if I was to work a corporate job, which is more than likely like I may have to do that, but you have something else on the side that, you know, fulfills you and you're putting out into the world as well. So it's good to be able to like have the opportunity to do both. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, um, 
my experience for the last like nine years is hospitality, retail, entertainment. Um, it's it's wrapped up to, up into one. And the last five years has been pretty much entertainment, hospitality. But without those, that creative outlet, yes, there's elements of your job that are, are going to be things you don't like, but as long as you have that creative outlet, and since the pandemic, like yourself, you set up a, start doing your clothing brand, I've had a creative outlet as well. And and some people need creative, creative outlets. Other people don't. Other people are happy with that lot. Like myself and yourself, I think we need a creative outlet because the world means a bit more to us. We want, we want to leave some sort of legacy or some sort of stamp, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um. I remember saying that to my mom actually recently like I was like no I want to just do something that like you know matters and then she was like oh god you sound like your dad <laughs> stuff like that. so yeah I just and I because I've said this before um like especially to to Greg like I sometimes I'm jealous of people that are like you know able to just like that they don't feel like that because I'm like sometimes it exhausts me mm, like yeah, absolutely. to want to be doing all these other things as well because you know it would be easier to just kind of not want to do other little things you know but um yeah it's it's good as well at the same time they say the curse of creativity but i think it is a curse of creativity but it's also something that gives you fire in your belly you know what i mean like and yeah, some yeah. people i'm not saying some people like it's like a general statement but i know people in my life who have who have crossed paths with it and they seem to be happy a lot maybe deep down they're not but they just seem to be happy they seem to be content and I've never been that way and, I, and mm-hmm. I'd like to be, but I mean, I love talking to different people and meeting you first time and then talking to you today and learning more, more about you. Now, do you have any influences like in, apart from your dad, of course, with creativity, but influences like from fashion side of things that really kind of thought, thought I want to be kind of like them. I want to, they inspire me to be doing what I'm doing today. I thought like, I kind of more saw it when I lived in Toronto, I just saw a lot of small boutiques over there that were very much like there was only one of them. And, yeah. you know, kind of owned by just small uh, business women and designers and uh, like a lot of them very much inspired me. And I just don't think you see it here as much. It's definitely starting to happen. But um, I just think there's a lot of power in just having a street in Dublin again, where there's all just small boutiques and, you know, little stores that are working independently um because i think that's really inspiring so um yeah like i, I saw it more in, in toronto more than than here really yeah diversity dublin's getting very diverse but maybe toronto is 20 years ahead of us in diversity that's probably it maybe we're just a, a few steps behind yeah i think they're just they're it, just on the scale of the city as well as like mm. they've had to be just with the influx as well of like all these different nationalities that live there as well it is so diverse and fast moving and there's just lots of different ways of thinking and different neighborhoods to go to um, for different things. So Dublin is definitely getting like that. It's just that, yeah, we are just a little bit behind and just smaller. Do you, do you like wandering into one of those, you know, uh, like a uh, thrift store, what's called those um, laces? Like vintage yeah, vintage. Yeah, yeah. Is there many in Dublin? Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, there is. And um, they're getting, there's a lot of really good ones in Dublin. I think that um, vintage shopping is like getting so much more popular here. Toronto had so many of them um, where you just find like, gems for like $20 like I have mm. this suede um kind of jacket and it's all fringe or it's all long uh, fringe like a kind of cowgirl jacket yeah and you just wouldn't find this here but it was like $20 over there so that kind of thing um was really popular there yeah um but yeah there's a good there's a good few vintage ones in town that are really good like around Temple Bar it's just it's quite expensive to shop vintage I think Dublin's getting there I mean I mean I've been to, I've never been to Toronto, but I've been to London and Paris and stuff like that and New York and all this. And, and they have a certain, people dress up very 
peculiarly, but no one, no one questions it. No one goes, oh, look at that person dressed up like silly looking. You know, where in Dublin, I think we're getting more like that. We're getting more accepted. Uh, you know, good looking at people going, geez, look at that person. Look, look at that person's wearing, you know, whereas yeah, we were getting towards that kind of side where people are just don't care what you wear. You know, there's more of a... I think I wanted that to be reflected in crew junk as well. Like mm. It started off, I, I, at the moment, it's, it's mostly like sweatshirts and hoodies because um, that's what I can kind of source myself um, that's already like ready to wear without going down the route of getting pieces made, which I eventually want to branch it out to that into the future. But I wanted it to be very much like, so say some of the tie-dyes, the inverse tie-dyes that I would do, people very much look at them because they catch their eye and I want it to be a little bit different. So, cause there is, especially like on social media, there's a lot of pressure, like I think a lot of pressure on women as well to kind of have that look of like, you know, it's like a generic kind of blogger look and it's, it's very widespread. And sometimes I, like I want the brand to be kind of geared towards people that don't want to look like that and just like stand out a little bit. So yeah, I definitely think it's like just changing the kind of the mindset that some people have to be in like you don't have to be like everybody else how would you come up with your your slogans and stuff is it just have they been the pipe uh the pipeline i kind of i came up with the i did a lot of work on it as i was saying like say last or in 2020 and it was very much like i did different business courses and mm. you need to be asking yourself why you're doing what you're doing and like how you're getting your message across and who's it for and i very much wrote down those questions and just started writing and from then you you know you condense it down even further and even further and then i was yeah. and that kind of thing it's still not i don't have it nailed down just yet but um you, you try and condense as much information as you can into very few words so that's why i kind of came up with those those three words and do you have to wear the piece to kind I'm of sure go <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have to wear the piece to kind of go yeah that works i feel like if i can wear that i feel confident of walking around the street and people go yeah i get it she's making a statement you know or do you just look in the mirror and go yeah i'm happy with that yeah i sometimes like i have to remember that it's not just for me that i because i i do very much create the pieces and they're, they're i don't even really release them like as collections or anything mm. and it's kind of does suit the the brand name of fruit junk because it's very much like whatever i'm feeling at the time which is very unconventional like within the fashion world everything's planned in fashion yeah. and i was like oh you know it's whatever like i want to do for for this time but i very much yeah i put it on and i just think yeah i like that i'm sure other people will like that too and i just see how they react to them and i suppose that's why i started to do a lot of markets because um you're doing your market research on the ground you're actually seeing the colors that people interact with and even if you don't sell that much you're still seeing like you're getting comments hmm. um you know like i've been told oh your brand colors are really good or you kind of see how much they're willing to pay before you kind of lose them you see how much you're able to get your message across um and it helps being there in person and then you give them your card and they've made that kind of connection with you so i think that markets have been really good to just see what products work and which ones don't really and in Dublin, what kind of markets are you, are you are you uh, appealing to? Or is there markets like near you or in the south side of the city? Where are they? Yeah, I've done a lot of them um, in the well. So it's part of the We Love Markets organised them, um, okay. these two women. And they do a lot of them in the well. They've started a new one in um, and around the Liberties as well. It's like an outdoors one. Um, but yeah, it's like they do the, the dandelion market as well. So there's loads of different uh, creatives go in and they... Um, kind of sell their crafts and stuff 
and it's a really good way to just meet other people that are kind of in that space with you yeah and you're getting the shoppers in that are you know they're looking for something that's a little bit different and mm. they don't want to be going and um you know getting something like everybody else has so it's a good way to kind of meet those people and do you find okay so online or even face to face do you find uh are you finding is it an irish market you're appealing to or is is there more of like in north american maybe a tourist in town who who find it or, and find your 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 brand online and then, and then reach out to you online yeah so i found um there was a like it is mostly irish but i think it's just mm. the way that say instagram is set up yeah. that it will naturally just catch mostly irish people and even people that inter- in you know are liking my posts their friends are seeing it so it's probably a small catchment at the moment but i've had a lot of interest from tourists at markets like there was a german people french people um really liked it italian as well so i just need to find out how to try and build it more now because i obviously need to start looking at getting more investments and mm. um kind of looking into more of the marketing and how to grow it because you know there's no point putting work into something when there's nobody really there to see it so i just need to figure that out like who exactly is my customer because I might have the person in my head that I think I'm appealing to but it's actually appealing to somebody else but I'll only find that by by looking into it more and doing more research yeah no I'd say so because like as you say you're competing against the bigger companies who have yeah as you say economies of scale you know and they can just produce on like in mass production where you're bespoke you're producing in smaller quantities and it means more to you and it means more it's a it's a piece that they'll uh, wear with pride you know yeah definitely and i mean the all the cotton that's used is like it's organic cotton certified and i mean only one percent of the cotton in the world is organic at the moment um like there needs to be way more like there needs to be so much more pressure on to make like to have companies use mostly organic cotton and then all my um merchandise as well like the blank sweatshirts they're all fair trade and part of the fair wear foundation so like you know that workers are getting paid and then the items aren't printed until somebody orders them so there's no in bin or on a landfill because um you know if it doesn't sell i just don't print like if nobody pre-orders it i just don't print it so it's I think it's a good um you know kind of system it might take a long time it takes with lead times it's probably not great because someone might order something and not get it for two weeks but I think if somebody really connects with the brand and you know cares they that won't bother them because they they understand the like what's what's behind it and how does it work for size like for for them did is there like is there a a, like a a certain amount of sizes you can work to and do you find most people will fit into those sizes because if you're going to an american audience might be bigger audience in some regards or you might go to maybe if it goes to asia maybe more petite you know yeah definitely so the at the moment it's kind of extra small to extra large Mm. and i can eventually that's because the i have my own clothes label clothing labels as well that i brand them with so I can eventually branch out further because I can pre-order the pre-ordering system. I can have all the options available to people if they want them. And then I just have to have the labels um, myself to be able to, to label them like that. So like the, the opportunities there to have a wide size range, just obviously for someone only starting out, um, you kind of have to work with, with the most popular. Mm. But de- definitely by different demographics will have different sizing. And you can go from, yeah, like 2XS, up to 3xl like the, the options are there which is really good so you're not yeah. no one no one's wearing it before they get it so it's like it's def- the first person to wear it is them pretty much yeah absolutely yeah and even when i do the um 
the tie dyes that I do like I, I can't do any of them the same because just mm. the nature of dyeing is that the, like they'll never come out the same so it is kind of nice to know that you're wearing something that's quite unique I like the concept of the product only being made or born when like somebody actually wants it mm. because we just live in such a throwaway world um at the moment like everything is so disposable like people just get new things um you know something's quite like in our parents day like even they used to like repair things more and they might have like you know one fancy dress or like one fancy coat and then get an- another woman you know a few months later but we just don't everything is so disposable and even like with say dating apps like it's everything mm. like thank you next kind of culture so yeah i like the idea that it's only printed when it's wanted yeah, that way. yeah. so it's not just it's not it doesn't exist otherwise and I think if it's printed when you want, when it's wanted, it's, it, I think it'll give me, give, it'll be given more duty of care, you know, whereas if I spent, all right, I want to say three euro on a t-shirt and pennies, but if I said, if I, if I spent three euro on a t-shirt, I wouldn't put the respect into the t-shirt, you know what I mean? Maybe I need to dress better. Absolutely. I don't know. <laughs> no, I just think it's more, yeah, like it's, uh, I suppose everybody's different. It's yeah. just... Like if you're buying things that are better, like higher quality that will last longer, you know, that's that's what it's it's about. But equally, if you were to take that T-shirt for three euro and turn it into like a rag for when you're cleaning your car and then, if it, you know, that's even OK, because you're just yeah. not just throwing it in a bin and it's ending up on a landfill. You're giving it another purpose. So that's the that's the kind of angle I come from is just right. trying to like, you know, you do you. But like, just try and consciously be like, oh, well, I'll do that. And then you're doing your bit to make it, you know, just like better for the environment and better for you, you know? So mm. I, that's the kind of way I look at it. Yeah. Reuse, recycle and clean your car. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it's, it, it's, it, it's great what you're doing. Um, but you're saying like, you know, cause of fashion. So you started off like, you know, always interested in fashion. I mean, it's harder for girls. I, I always think. I'm happy I'm not a girl because because uh, <laughs> girls are like, always. Oh, it's always about what you're wearing and and, and, and how you look. Guys can yeah. look like shit and still look OK. You know what I mean? Where, where girls are, are kind of sort of impressing other girls and they kind of want to look the part and they take pride in, in, in their appearance and rightly so, you know. That's yeah. what I was trying. I was I was kind of having that, having that conversation the other day because I just said, you know, it's very much tied to sometimes your own self-worth, fashion and clothes and makeup. And it's how you, it's what you're bringing out, like how you're portraying yourself into society. But it's also, you know, there was a time when I'd be at work, when, especially when I worked in town. And if I was going out that weekend, I'd just go into Zara all the time. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, I wore that last weekend, so I can't wear that again. Uh, like so yeah. I have to get something new mm. um so I don't I just I don't think like that anymore now I know obviously like pandemics have happened and like people's you know attitudes generally have changed but I just don't wouldn't do that again because I'm like well I feel good in this and I know I've worn it before but I don't care and like it's more about having a comfortable like you know being comfortable with yourself and not linking your consumption to your own self-worth but it's the pressure from um Instagram and everything as well from social mm. media I think because even people wouldn't post pictures that they had been in you know if they had worn that outfit like mm. a week ago or whatever they'd be like oh no I can't put that picture up I was wearing that last time it's all that kind of mentality which I think you're just trying to get in you're just trying to show people that they don't have to think like that and I think that platforms like Instagram where you can share you know your thoughts and 
that can actually help people you can influence people then in good ways into just thinking a little bit differently yeah no i know and a lot of um influencers make have have fashion lines but they're not fashion conscious it's just because it's about branding it's about getting that brand out so they have a somewhere like a sweater that says a name on or whatever um but it's not that they have their fashionistas they're just it's all about brand 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 but you are more about the Yes, you're with the brand, but you 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 want to be that fashion person. You want to be that person who, who who brings that bit of style to the floor, not just oh, you wear my brand, great. Follow me on Instagram, great. You know what I mean? <laughs> that would help as well for sure. Yeah, no, there's just I saw that like during as well. Um, just over the last year or two, there's just so many people that create these brands, and just because they have a logo, they're just putting it on anything. And it was like I was seeing a lot of these brands, um, especially like during covid when there was a lot of um you know exercise brands then brought out, brought out a more streetwear kind of casual because mm. everybody was wearing sweatshirts and leggings and that at home and i was like but this is just the same product say sourced somewhere um you know in a in china and yeah. someone just puts their logo on it and i'm like that, that's not what this should be because you know anybody can kind of do that um yeah. so yeah i'm trying to not be like that <laughs> And you, you, you make, you wear your, your clothes. So, so you make your own clothes with your t-shirts and stuff like that and your bags and all that. So that's, that's good as well. You're wearing it. You're wearing, and then people go, where'd you get that? Well, I made it. So you know what? I, I can sort you out. Don't worry. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it, it is, um, it, it, I know it, it, these days, especially with influencers and all that kind of thing, it is about branding and, and you, they, yeah, again, you're, you're right in a sense in some regards, they're not ethically conscious they're about selling in bulk and they want to make money and, and want to have that brand and want people to, to go and listen to their stuff and buy their merch you know kind of thing yeah definitely and even then there's there's other influencers like an influencer now has such a power that i feel like they should be doing it for good when they can't but i don't know if sometimes they're just not aware or as educated either yeah. but you know if i see influencers that are doing these hauls from like um certain on big online retailers with like big moguls that are millionaires like flying around but not paying their garment workers fairly like it really bothers me when I see influencers that are like doing a haul and trying on the stuff from like because those companies don't need any more promotion than they already have like they make so much money so I suppose it's just trying to and I've, I've sent messages to a few influencers just ba like basically saying do you know about this and like no obviously not in a preachy way like I'm, I'm trying to be I'm trying to just educate them and be polite yeah. and they've they've really come back and said oh I actually didn't realize that thanks for bringing it to my attention and they might delete the post or you know look at other brands to to promote in future so you're trying to just start be part of that movement to try and um just show people and educate them it's so hard to and I'm still doing it as well and again it is hard it's hard to mark yourself and and tell your story in a way that's authentic and real but it would also get a lot of people interested in you and not make it seem like you're pretentious and arrogant. You know what I mean? Definitely. I, Cause I don't want to come across as preachy. That's what mm. I was saying before. Like, cause especially within the sustainable fashion world, there's a lot of people who will say, you know, you just have to be living your life like this because everything else is bad. I just think that, you know, you're making a very, you're making it enough for it to be them, even if it's for good reasons as well. So you're trying to, I just think, yeah, not come across as preachy, but just show, just show up as being authentic because everybody 
has flaws and like nobody yeah. is going to make yeah. perfect decisions like choices all the time yeah. I just think it's important to kind of come from I don't even think it's I think it's more just about you just have to be there to be relevant and present and then to even like direct people to your website or to your Instagram because I would be very much Instagram you know based but apparently it's dying apparently it's not going to be as relevant in a few years so I don't know yeah there's, there's always something new on the horizon like you know because Instagram went to reels after or TikTok or whatever whatever happened but Instagram trying to keep up with TikTok TikTok's all about short short sharp 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 burst of you know content whereas Instagram yeah. have gone to reels and they're probably going to be another thing in the future but TikTok I don't think TikTok's going away anytime soon but I had it for about two weeks and I was like ah too much you you spend about eight hours a day on tiktok if you could if you could know. you know it's addictive but i think that's why i got like very you can be disheartened because people just do get so bored quick, yeah. like quicker now because it's yeah. all about like entertain me entertain me what's next yeah. okay granted saw you last week but now what's this week so you kind of think to yourself is it a waste of time anyway because it's all about yeah but what's next so it's it, I think it's a difficult climate anyway uh, to be trying to do something like this because they're either only interested if you're established or else if they're looking at you they're like onto something new the next week you know so yeah yeah that can be sometimes a little bit disheartening but that could just be my view of it and what might not be the case yeah yeah that's it um because is it the generation before us they would be very savvy with all this so social media. Because they grew up, like I was talking to a, a couple in their early 20s, and they grew up on Facebook, like in their early years. Like, I only got Facebook in, in my 20s, you know? So, yeah, you know, like, it's, that's crazy. Because, like, that's, your whole world is going to be wrapped around. Because Facebook was a way of getting to know people. But it can also be a, a poison yeah. chalice as well. Absolutely. Yeah, Facebook, I I only got it in my 20s too, I think. Mm. But um, like even, you know, you'd be, like we had phones, but like I would be, just be texting my friends, just actual texts. Yeah. If that ran out of credit, you weren't able to do that. You'd send a call me. And then, you know, there was nothing really like that. No. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a totally different um, world. No, it is indeed. Now, is there any, anyone you'd like to, if, if there was someone, someone said, Sinead, I've got someone, I've got someone that wants to collab with you, like, or Sinead, or you say, I want to collab with somebody, who who would you want to collab with? Um, No one that I can think of, like, it is, it's something that I have to look into, because I also, like, I have a few, yeah, I have a few ideas, but I don't really want to, I'm doing a collaboration at the moment, while I'm printing for Bohemians, the local football team, so, like, that oh, was actually, nice. really, that, that's amazing for me, because, that's cool. Um, yeah, like I, I went to the matches, I suppose, when I was younger with my dad, and like I live right opposite Daily Mount. Yeah. So that was really cool. It was, it's from Anana Bowes. So it's there, it's the like group of girls that are um, like kind of connected to Bowes, and it's basically just showing like football is, is accessible for everybody. And, yeah. Um, it's really great. So I'm printing t shirts for them. So I did a collaboration with them, and then a, another graphic designer um, who helped, who did the artwork. And so that's a really uh, fun collaboration. So like I'd like, yeah, stuff like that off the back of this I think would be really good and it's it's grassroots as well I mean it's grassroots in football it's grassroots in your local area you know, can't get more local than Bose where you are you know yeah definitely and I suppose yeah because the other word homegrown that's in my brand name like that would be very connected to to Bose and 
on the daily amount. So uh, it's yeah, good. It's great. It's great. Now we're talking about social media. Um, oh, it was it was a thing I was going to ask about. Like, what do you think of the argument of price to defend fast fashion? But I mean, we've kind of talked about that in a sense. Like, I mean, because fast fashion has its place because everyone can't go out and go and get like independent brands brand uh products you know because yeah yeah so what's your thoughts absolutely it's it's yeah back to it like just i touched on it earlier just Mm. when i was saying that it's things are expensive anyway and you know our generation a lot of them are living at home with their folks because Mm. they're saving for houses and I mean, if buying sustainable clothing isn't top of your list, like I don't blame you because mm, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, lots yeah. of other stuff going on. Um, but it's also like we live in a world where like, you know, it costs more to buy a salad than a hamburger and yeah. salad like lettuce is made up of water. So, you know, global like organic, organic cotton is going to be more expensive than regular cotton. And, you know, materials that are made from wood pulp, and banana skins instead of like you know harmful textiles they are going to be more expensive because they're not mass not like they're not available widely so that's just the way it is um so it's i suppose it's i understand people saying that it's too expensive um and it's just i suppose the pressure is now like you definitely see it on um brands like the pressure is there to be sustainable and for retailers as well um, in my last job, you know, we'd have to basically ask a company how sustainable they were before we decided to work with them. And if that's happening in that company, it's happening like in so many. So I suppose it's just making sure that people understand that it should be widely available to to buy clothes that are of better quality and better for the world and that people are getting paid a fair wage to make them. Mm. Um but I understand if people can't, and that's just the way it is at the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I agree. So what is the future for Sinead and Fruit Junk hold? Um, what do you think? Yeah, like I'm definitely going to keep building on it. Um, I want to, as I said, invest into um, social media and digital marketing and stuff like that and figure all that out because... I want to get really involved in writing newsletters like I have the the function is there um I'm able to do it through my website but I haven't actually started to to send them out and get you know like talking to my customers and I want to start like I, re- I want to very much focus on getting the story and the ethos out there and then have it shown through me like on Instagram so it's more just investing in that figuring out the best way to get those messages across um yeah and then just keep kind of looking for different artists to work with I want to get like really good at my own graphic design skills because yeah. it would be really great to collaborate with graphic designers but I'd also love to be able to have the skills to do my own of a really high level so yeah just invest in myself more I think a little bit over the year because the the brand is there and now it will obviously just kind of work and grow at the the pace that I decide to do it um so yeah I think it's just to to get better at, at different areas and and look at kind of new designs to do and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. And you're off, you're away, you're away soon. You're away. Um, I'm just going to, well, I don't know what, if it's set in stone, but um, Go on. going to Berlin for yeah. a few months. <laughs> All right. Okay. So um, I'm going to do it from there. 
Um, okay. Definitely. So I've I've already reached out to a few screen printers that are over there just to to figure out how can I can join um their studios. Obviously, I won't have my own studio space to bring, but I have my equipment um that I'll eventually hopefully end up getting sent over if if I do find a studio space myself but there are studios there where you can join as a member and print there um, and I just think it'd be good to see a new market like I don't think there's any harm in going and getting a few fruit junk cards out around Berlin yeah I, yeah I know <laughs> I've, out to those people I've heard like it's very bohemian over there like there's lots of artists creatives um I suppose a lot of people who said Berlin if you're creative or, or, or artistic in any way you'll find your tribe there you know you'll find people who yeah. are like-minded they might have another skill set you don't have. Like they might, like they might, they might make like you know, you do like t-shirts and hoodies and stuff like that. They might like make jeans and shorts and stuff. Maybe during so summer season sort of thing. You put branding on that as well. So like there's there's potential there for sure. Well, never be there's definitely you, yeah definitely um yeah opportunities I'd say for collaboration just yeah. with because it kind of touches back on what you said earlier about certain cities where you can walk around wearing what you want mm. like Berlin is absolutely a place that wouldn't have judgment or anything like that so I'm kind of excited yeah about the for the people and the brands that I'll meet there that are just a little bit different yeah so I've, I've always wanted to live there like I've always wanted to have that opportunity so um I think it'll be great to to get to do it now go for it have you been to berlin before yes i went i think i've been twice but like okay. say for each time it was um for four days yeah just so i'd be going over for a gig or a festival or something so it wasn't enough like but i loved the actual vibe of being there and um, mm. so it'd be interesting to see what it'll be what it would feel like to actually live there yeah and it's, get it, like integrated into the the city properly that's the thing yeah it's like it's 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 love it's all well and good going to a place for a few days but when you actually live there yeah you really get the sense of the people and you really start to connect and the fact you have like what's called that german what's it called the, the, what's it called what's it called it you the thing? umlaut umlaut that's a german thing isn't it <laughs> yeah they're gonna go oh there's a local yes, german the thing <laughs> is, my sister said that so my sister did german in school and yeah. um she was like you do realize that in german that reads as early junk because fruit is early oh really and i was like oh no like what will i do yeah and i said well maybe i can just tie it into the fact that like you have to pre-order things so like you have to get on it early and she's like okay yeah yeah that could work yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think i'll just Sold. try and go with that spin yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good good i like it because if you don't have any somewhere in berlin will be amazing yeah 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 bring some sun cream yeah like we, we don't uh we don't uh tan very well as irish yeah I'm, I'm very i'm very excited greg's gonna come as well yeah i was gonna say that i was like i was like i was gonna say is greg coming or not or not because he's like, because he's a musician, yeah, he's, he's yeah, a jack yeah. of all trades. Like, he's a musician. I've seen he's releasing the, is it an EP, EP or an album or something? Yeah, his album launch is on the, the 7th in, in the Wild Duck. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, he, in the Wild Duck and Temple Bar. Yeah, yeah. If I can, I'll make it. We'll see. When we first met, um, that's, yeah, we just always knew that we wanted to, to maybe live in another city at some point, which was like, you couldn't even imagine that really during the pandemic and stuff. So, just yeah when the opportunity came up it just seems like the perfect time yeah no absolutely no he's uh he's a very engaging character that, that is is our greg um he's a lovely man uh but yeah because <laughs> he was like he was like your asian yeah, he is. take her on the show come on she'll be great you know and i'm like i was like i was like <laughs> you should come on i don't know because i have his card as and all oh he you definitely know. should has he yeah. not been on it well, i might be i might have greg on in the summertime maybe when you're in berlin and you're you're living the 
quintessential German life. Ash and AJ, it'd be great to have on because, like, I, I again, I talked to you Thank one you. time, but I, I love the, I just love the way that a podcast can connect people like this because what I said was was true. Like, you are honest, and there's a rawness, and there's, and I, I love, and that's why I, I was talking to you guys because. If I don't like somebody, I'll probably stare clear because energy. Sometimes you know, some people's energy kind of goes no. But you're you you you're, you yourself and Greg, you just were warm to me, and I, I never met you. And it's 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 the way of the world. Sometimes you just you just fall, fall, just fall into meeting people, and who knows, we might stay friends forever. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like you can you can. I know what you mean. It's like you can feel it when you just start chatting to somebody yeah. very quickly, like if they're genuine or not. So yeah. I definitely felt that too. And I think it, like it was well on into the night. Like, you know, there was a good few drinks after we and had. So yeah. I was just like, am I okay talking to Shane? And Greg's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, of course. I was like, all right, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, because I was sitting at the bar when I walked in and I was going, because I, I, I thought it was going to be just Emmett with all his pals in, in, a, in a beer garden. And I realized it was actually an event going on because I wasn't too sure what was going on. And then I was like, ah, oh, all right, just just jump in and just dive in. And it was great. It was great. I got talked to you, yourself, Luke, uh, Greg. And then some randomers came in and actor types. And I was just really like artsy. And I, I just love meeting kind of really um, inspirational, kind of positive people. Because sometimes, you know, you can get a bit, you know, a bit, a bit into, your, into your own kind of head sometimes. But when you meet people who are really happy and positive, you know, doing their thing, it's great. It, it gives me inspiration, you know. Have to say... Emmett's really good for that though like there's been I've been to two gigs well like the, yeah it's like an open mic really like because yeah. like, there's lots of different things happening but I've went to two of them now in the Bohemian uh through him mm. and I've met really great people at them yeah. um that like you know I, I wouldn't have really met if it wasn't through through him like and then I met Emmett through Greg so they're a really really nice group of creative people to kind yeah. of be involved with because yeah, you just need people like that in in life I think so because I've had people in my life who who have who've been nice. I I call it like the one week, two week kind of syndrome, and after that they they show the true colors. And it's it's yeah yeah, yeah. have to be mindful of these people because they're going to drag you down and they're going to bring your energy down. And and having people like yourself, Greg and Emmett, are just people who are genuine folk and just like look want the best for you. You know, you, like there's no there's no malice. You know, and that's why I sat there for most of the night you know chatting to you guys and then you know and here we are now so there we go so it was really great um yeah hopefully see you again soon okay all right Sinead I'll talk to you cool. soon have a good have, day thanks you, so you, much no worries have a good day okay take it easy see you see you See you later. Bye. See you. Bye. 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 See you. See. And that was Sinead Fru, founder of clothing brand Fru Junk. And just getting to know her story. And again, we all have a story. And that's what I love about this. I'll, I'll say it till the cows come home. I'd love. I met this girl once and I connected through Emma O'Brien, who was a poet who was on before. And I just said, Do you want to come up for a chat? And she happily obliged. And I hope you enjoyed this episode about fashion. I haven't got a clue about fashion. And I love just getting to know about what her life is and what how she got into fashion and, and, and branding and stuff like that if you're interested in fashion you'll definitely take some you'll definitely take something away from this and once again i hope you enjoyed this episode episode 63 my name is shane this podcast called heartlines remember you're always welcome here on heartlines take it easy and bye-bye